with all not your truth or kindness, Lord. With all not your truth or kindness, Lord. When was the last time you felt celebrated? Maybe you feel invisible or unheard, or you grasp onto words of affirmation like a lifeline. Well, you've come to the right podcast. Join me, Susan Hookstra, host of The Notice Podcast, as we explore our need to be noticed through biblical musings and unique stories from special guests. Experience relevant topics and encouragement as we take notice of how the God of mercy satisfies. On this episode of The Notice, do you wish there was a safe place you could share your heart without concern? A place where you would discover that you are loved, honored, and treasured by God? What if such a place existed? Join me as I welcome Mary Michael, CEO and founder of Journey of the Heart, a one-to-one ministry in the Toledo, Ohio area. We discuss the importance of one-on-one relationships in our faith walk, what it's like to provide a safe place for others, and how intimate discipleship helps us take notice of God. Journey of the Heart Ministries was created to meet the needs of women in communities throughout the United States and around the world. With a mission to help women discover hope and healing in their everyday lives, Journey of the Heart was created for God to display His heart and love for His beloved. The ministry's heart is to honor women and treat them with dignity. A comprehensive one-to-one mentoring program has been created to address the real, often silent needs of women the matters of their heart that have the potential to severely impair their lives in measurable ways. The ministry understands that when women live in hopelessness and despair, it impacts the children, the family, the community, and ultimately the world. Mary Michael is the CEO and founder, and I'm so glad to welcome her to The Notice. Hello, Susan, it is so good to be with you. I am so glad you're here, and I know for myself, My relationship with God really skyrocketed after I was mentored one-on-one with a caring Christian mentor. I love 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4 that tells us, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. That's a good one, isn't it? Oh, it's a great one. So what kind of experiences, we're going to dive right in here, what kind of experiences have you had where you specifically noticed the comfort of God because of a one-on-one relationship? Well, that is a loaded question (laughs) (laughs) because I think I've seen that over and over and over again uh, where they first and foremost feel the presence of God and the comfort because first and foremost they're being listened to, they're being heard, They're experiencing someone sitting in their struggle with them, and that brings them comfort to know they're not alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Did that help you? Did you have someone in your life like that? Actually, I did not. You did not. You know, it's interesting. Many years ago, I was really struggling with the fact that I didn't have a safe place to go and kind of unload, if you will. Um, no one took the time. I think there was not an emphasis years ago on walking alongside of someone mm-hmm. as there is today. 
And so that was a struggle for me. Because mm -hmm. you felt that loss. There was, you do. Yeah. I think, you know, God clearly intends for us to walk alongside one another, a brother or a sister, in that struggle or just having that safe place where you can kind of, you know, express your heart mm -hmm. and, the, and, you know, being, be very aware that you're loved anyway. That's right. I describe it as the small, medium, and large. Like we need large corporate worship oh, we because we need to be together. We need to know that we're not alone. We need to worship God together. And then I call it the medium, which is kind of maybe smaller groups or classes or Sunday sure. school, those kinds of things. And then I call it the small, which is the one-on-one. -on -one. Yes. And I know for myself, all three of those things have contributed to my spiritual growth, mm -hmm. but there was something about the one-on-one. -on -one. So what kind of experience have you had mentoring others? Well, I've had a lot of experience. I've had the privilege and honor of sitting with hundreds of women throughout the years. And it really is a privilege and an honor to sit with them and just build that incredible relationship. Journey of the Heart Center of Hope in Toledo has been in existence 13 years. Mm -hmm. So there's that. <laughs> and then there were years before that because I had other trainings and life coach training and other things where God brought women into my life where I could sit and just be a part of um, their lives. And that's just an amazing thing. But what I've learned is that some of the things they were going through, I also had to go through. Mm. 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 So there's something you learn while you mentor. Is oh, that what yes. you're saying? Absolutely. Mm. I wonder mm. about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you talked a little bit about coaching and counseling and mentoring. And, and these words seem so interchangeable now. So, yeah. But how does that one-on-one -on relationship we're talking about differ with God as the center of the discussion? Oh, it changes everything. Because when we, we as a mentor are in that relationship with, with another woman, it's really more about us finding what God wants for her versus what we think is best for her. Mm -hmm. Because he is really the one that wants to comfort her, not us. Mm -hmm. I heard somebody say this morning that God is the source and we are the resource. Mm, I like that. I had never heard that before. I like that. I'm going to steal that one. Well, I told her the same thing. Um, I said, I think I'm going to use that. And if we think of God at the center of the conversation, then our job is to find out what does he want to say to her. So it changes the direction of the conversation. And she gets to experience that comfort that you talked about earlier. She gets to experience what he wants for her versus maybe what we think she should do. So if one-on-one -on -one is so important, help the person discover what God has for them, okay? And, but you hadn't been mentored. How did Journey of the Heart actually start since you're the founder? Tell us how this happened. Oh, that's a great, that's a great question. Um, it actually happened 10 years before we ever opened the Center of Hope. And Journey of the Heart really was birthed out of my own brokenness. Mm. And it happened in the middle of the night. I was struggling. It was a really difficult year. Lots of losses. And even for myself, a loss of identity. Deep, deep losses. And I was, I was having a really hard time. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like I had anywhere to go to kind of unload that. So one night in the middle of the night, God and I had what 
you know, we might call a wrestling match. <laughs> Come to Jesus Come moment. Come to Jesus moment. <laughs> and just simply said, Lord, I, I can't do this. I can't do this, which was really where I needed to go, is mm-hmm. ma- admitting that to myself and to God. He already knew it. But uh, I said, what do you really want from me? And so after I got quiet and sat down and just really took a moment to pause, God just really began to pour himself in and just said, get a piece of paper and a pencil. And he unloaded and downloaded what Mm -hmm. he Mm -hmm. was about to do Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. rescue his beloved daughters. Wow. And so five and a half pages later, I had no idea what all that meant other than I needed to find out. And so, but what was beautiful about all of that is that my pastor at the time was a really incredible man of God and that Monday morning that happened like a Saturday morning and that Monday I went and sat in his office and explained it and thought it was for the church thought it was for you know a group of people and he just really challenged my walk of faith Mm -hmm. and said so Mary why do you think God gave this to you and I kept push you know like a tennis match I just mm-hmm. kept saying yep. well you know I'm a leader in the church and all the excuses mm-hmm. that we immediately mm-hmm. like to give and um, eventually he said Mary you know there's a divine purpose and why God decided to download this in you and he said I want you to I want you to go home and I don't want you to talk to anybody else about this I just want you to go and sit at the feet of Jesus mm-hmm. and get the answer to that question and he said, don't even talk to your husband. Wow. You know, it's really quite some of the best spiritual advice I've probably ever been given. Hmm. Because sometimes out of good intentions, things get distorted along the way because people think they have the answer where the only, you know, he's the source. Well, I could imagine an experience like that made you want to go out and do something right away oh. like god you need me to do something now but oh. you said it took you 10 years before it started to come to fruition right? well 10 years before it ever opened okay. there was a lot of work to be done to get us to that point okay um so really once i realized that god said you know this i'm giving this to you because i want you and i to do this together it took the first couple of years was God really doing some heart surgery mm, mm. on me. I, I, I'm with you, sister. Yes, I know uh-huh. what you mean. <laughs> some heart surgery on me and me having to really wrestle through and learn and grow. And, you know, the, you know that struggle was hard. But I, I can look at that and I'm so grateful to God for that struggle. I know that's hard to hear sometimes. People go, what's that about? But it's true. You know, there's divine purpose in the struggle. And... The beauty in all of that was that I was I knew that I was in it with God and it wasn't I wasn't really alone. Right. And that he really did bring me a lot of comfort in that process. So, you know, then it was about me finding out, well, okay, so what's this what's wrong with the heart of the woman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we created this a uh, kind of an experience called, you know, for women to discover what's really standing in the way, what's really getting in the way. We did focus groups and, you mm-hmm. know, a journey to wholeness in Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this process that we took women through just to, in groups, mm-hmm. you know, focus groups and retreats and things like that. And really what that whole process was about for two to three years was to really to get a good picture. 
This is the condition of the heart. And when the heart is wounded and broken, we know that it negatively impacts. When it's wounded, it's our filter, right? right. Susan, it that's just... That's how we see the world. That's mm -hmm. how we see, that's how we speak, that's how we hear. And so God said, I want you to focus on the matters of the heart because that's where I live. So when you were going through this, obviously he was working on the matters of your heart. Oh, he was. He was. It wasn't just about somebody else. Mm -hmm. It really was about me mm -hmm. as well. And I'm really glad that he did that. So we began to build a team. We began to get incorporated. You know, we went through the whole processes. It takes time to build something and then create this one-to-one -one mentor training that we offer and that we use here in the center. And so it took, it took a number of years before we could really get it set in and ready. So you're your own ministry, your own 5013C for yep. those who understand that. And <laughs> what, you know, tell me, tell me how that trajectory, how did, what, what happened? Well, it just, you know, we had to build a board, we had to build, we had to get us to the point where we were accepted as a 501c3, and then we had to start thinking about, well, we need space. Where's this going to be? And because I can see the end vision, like, God has really been giving me this, like, this is where we're going. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we have, you know, we are at this place now where we started with 850 square feet in the center of hope. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's not at all what I see, but that's where we started. Mm -hmm. And we're now up to about 4,000 square feet, mm -hmm. Journey of the Heart Ministries. Mm -hmm. And so we had to build. And I found out I'm a builder. Hmm. I love to build. And, you know, as a visionary, it's just fun to do that. And so God had us create this one-to-one -one mentoring. And in the first six months when the center was open, I went to Albania. Why Albania? Though? Yeah, why Albania? Yeah. Who I didn't even know where Albania was at the time, but it actually borders the western border of Greece. It's this, it's this amazing country, that's absolutely beautiful. But God took us there to train and equip nine other missional organizations, to use our one-to-one -one mentoring mm -hmm. for the people of Albania. Wow, and talk about a life-changing experience. Now, did you see that coming? No, okay, I did not. That was um, someone in our family was stationed there through the State Department, Christy and Matt Wall, and um, we just found out that there was such a need to care for the women of Albania that God took us there to work with them. And it's, it just exploded. Hmm. It was really quite incredible. Uh, we went back a second time. And we worked with 75 employees of World Vision in the country of Albania to use our one-to-one -to, -one to use with the people that they were serving. What kind of impact does it make to do the train that you say you've developed over years and years and keep refining and, and whatnot? What, what, what makes that training different to you than maybe something else like a coaching or counseling? Sure. Well, it's based on Jesus, the master mentor. Mm -hmm did a lot of studying about how did he interact one-to-one -one with people. And so it started with that. And I think because the focus is more about her discovery and more about helping people take responsibility for their own lives, but it really is centered on what does God really want for this person. Mm -hmm. And I think that changes the, tra 
the direction you go, even in the room. And laced with prayer, laced with submission to the Spirit, laced with Scripture. It can be, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, we sit with women who don't even want that to be part of their mentoring experience, but we pray for them. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, prayers are an important part of, of how we move in anything. Every decision that is made in Journey of the Heart is with her in mind. How will this decision change her? How will this t- decision impact her? One of the women who benefited from your service describes Journey of the Heart this way. She says, it's a place where women feel heard, maybe for the first time. So in this podcast, we talk a lot about not- being noticed, and yes. of course, being heard is a great way to feel noticed. So why is feeling heard so important, do you think, in this Notice Me world? That's a wonderful question. Through the years, we have seen how women are completely dismissed. They don't feel heard. They don't feel seen. Mm-hmm. They feel ignored. They feel neglected. And, and love is not present in their life. So many times when they come through the doors, first off, it takes courage to walk in. And um, many times, it's when they walk in, they are so ready to talk. They feel like the things that are part of their heart have no one has ever listened to. Mm. No one's cared enough to hear what I have to say. No one's cared enough to know that I am hurting. And once they feel like they're heard for the first time, it's like hope springs up. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, she I'm heard not what invisible. I said. I'm, I'm not, not invisible. invisible. And. Right. It begins to build value. It begins to give her self-worth. And so when you don't feel noticed, you don't feel loved. You don't. You don't. You know, I love 2 Timothy 2.2, and it states, What you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Mm -hmm. So can you tell me a story of maybe an individual, if you can, who was mentored here and ended up mentoring others? Uh, It's... It's actually one of, um, boy, it's important to think about that because there's so many. Um, Some of them have gone on to mentor just in their own lives, which Mm -hmm. is good to hear. Organically. Organically, it just becomes, they've learned something while they're here, so they're using it in their own life. Someone that has actually come and been a part of Journey of the Heart, that's happened as well. Mm -hmm. And it, it was a young woman who came and it, will, uh, it just made me chuckle. She, she showed up and she came from a different culture. So there were some m- misunderstandings about what value and worth meant, which was really quite remarkable. And as we, we had this experience together, she began to hear and see differently than she had been taught. Mm-hmm. And she, she came to a new understanding of her value and worth in Jesus which then created this opportunity for her to see things with a new view, not only just for herself, but for her family. Mm-hmm. It's just incredible. God wants us to disciple others, pass on what he's given us to give to others, and then they give it. I think one of our joys in heaven is going to be when we see all, hear all those stories. Oh. We might. I think we're going to be listening to lots of stories. This is just my thought. That we're going to be listening to lots of stories in heaven where we're going to hear, if you hadn't had that conversation, Mary, 
with this person, that person wouldn't have talked to that person, and that you know the pay oh, it forward the, kind of thing. Uh, yeah, that ripple yeah, effect. That yeah, ripple absolutely. effect, and I mm-hmm. I really think part of our joy is we're going to see those connections and how just even just a, a simple moment. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening out there, I just want to encourage you. God sees you. Yes. God hears you, and He wants you to find that place where you can feel safe enough to really dive into these matters of the heart. He wants you to live an abundant life. He wants you to feel joy in your days. He doesn't want you sitting in the muck. Now, sometimes we have to go to the muck. We do. Okay. Um, Sometimes we have to go there. But, you know, when someone works with you one-on-one, how do you think that helps us more fully understand that God is taking notice? What I love in that question is that it's, it describes our God because he is never singly focused. He is about both people. Mm-hmm. The one-to-one is that he is about, you know, reaching in and, and, and displaying his heart to both people, one-to-one. And how we can learn and grow together is an important part of that. But for me, sitting with, the, it's such a privilege and such an honor that this woman I'm sitting with is going to trust me with the matters of her heart. Mm-hmm. And that is nothing that I don't, I don't take that lightly. And a lot of women haven't been in a place where they feel like they can trust. They've right. had things happen to them that they feel like they can't trust. Right. So and that being a place where they can actually trust somebody. Trust someone. You know, it, and, when, and they don't always at first, which is wise. Mm-hmm. to be truthful. I mean, you have to build trust, and that that sometimes can take a long time. But there's such beauty in it. There is such beauty in this one-to-one. It changes. They know when they leave for the first time, wow, she really did listen. Or they walk away having that spark of hope that they didn't have before they began. Mm-hmm. Hope. It's all about hope. I wonder if there's somebody listening out there today, Mary. Mm. Maybe this podcast is their way of God noticing them. Mm. Maybe they're hearing, I really need to have that kind of relationship. I mean, how do we find these mentors? How do we find this? Now, Journey of the Heart is, is offering that to people. So tell us a little bit about that. If anybody's in the Toledo area or whatever and they want to, to uh, find out more about what you do, how can they do that? Well, we do have a website, and it's you know journeyoftheheart.org. It, it really is, there's just a couple pages there right now because we want it to be very intentional. The first page, the home page, is going to be all about, you know, how do you f- find the center of hope in Toledo? It talks about what we do, who we are, and um, speaks directly to women. Uh, the second page is really more about Journey of the Heart ministry and the components that God has developed over the years. Uh, but if there is a woman in the area who is looking for a mentor, who really feels like she wants to be noticed or heard. Uh, The Center of Hope is a physical space in Toledo and you just make a phone call Mm -hmm. and that's how you get the whole thing started. The phone is 419-720-2446 and that's the Center of Hope in Toledo and you can also access us or request uh, through the website 
And um, that's how it begins. Mm -hmm. And that begins a new journey of the heart, mm -hmm. your own heart. Well, I hope whoever is listening today will reach out, take that step. It's not always easy. No. It's not it's always not. easy. Sometimes we think we need help. We, sh we, we don't need to, we don't, we have trouble asking for it as women. We think we should be able to handle this, handle but it. we need to ask for help, whether it's in a mentoring situation or if you find, if you're not in Toledo, you know, I pray that God will find you somebody that will, will sit with you because I know I wouldn't be sitting here doing a podcast with Mary Michael. I wouldn't be, have the joy of being a new mentor yes. here if somebody hadn't sat with me. So mm. that's our prayer. So Mary, thank you so much for being here today, uh, oh, sharing sharing your heart and also what, what's going on and how important it is for one-on-ones. As Mary mentioned, we do have a need to be noticed, to be heard, to be seen, and it's okay to have that need. As we explore that need on the notice, you can also learn more about it from my book, A Firm Grasp, Feeling Validated in a Notice Me World. You can find it on Amazon, but be sure to visit my website at susankhookstra.com for more information about the podcast and to sign up for my newsletter. And if you want to learn more, you can also catch me on The Morning Mix with Rebecca Vertigo on Toledo's Proclaim FM 102.3 most Wednesdays with the next visit this Wednesday, October 13th at 8 o'clock a.m. No need to be in the Toledo area. You just tune in on iHeartRadio. So I hope to see you then. Thanks to all of you there for your support. And until next time, take notice. Oh